food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Whether you're looking to get on your very first store shelf or you're looking to grow your national or even international food brand, this podcast is going to teach you what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale a packaged food brand. Hear the food founder journeys of brands growing in their industry so you can fast track your food business success. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Today, I'm here with Rick Ross from Snooze. Rick, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Really excited to have you here. You have a really interesting product. Um, Why don't you go ahead and tell everyone what exactly Snooze is? So Snooze is an all-natural sleep drink. So you know there's lots of products in the market, melatonin, Tylenol PM, Zequil, you know, people take Xanax, Ambien, there's all types of sleep aids that are narcotics or synthetics. All the beverages in the market are also synthetic uh, ingredients. For the first all-natural sleep drink that's plant-based, that uh, has no artificial ingredients, no melatonin, um, to help you get to your regular sleep cycle. So me, for myself, I don't sleep very well. So that's kind of how I got into this. But the product um, is really, it's got four basic ingredients that really help you relax, get to sleep and stay asleep and get you into your what we call REM and deep sleep because you need restorative sleep and people don't realize that take uh, synthetic drugs or drugs that they get sleep, they feel rested in the morning but they're groggy, their brain isn't working well, it's a hard time to get started. It's because they're not getting REM and deep sleep and so your body has to go through this natural process and so our product just helps you get back to your normal sleep cycle. So if you sleep two hours a night, it'll help you get to three. If you sleep five hours a night, like me, I was a five-hour sleeper. It helps me get between six and eight hours sleep. Like when I don't take it, I'm back to my five to six. And when I take it, I'm used anywhere between six and eight hours. So it helps you get back into that normal sleep cycle and helps you get a better night's sleep. And I'm always in a better mood and I feel better when I get a good night's sleep, but I'm not so nice when I get a short night's sleep, a little more cranky and moody, and, and that's normal with most people. So that's what the product is, and uh, it's a wonderful product because it comes in a liquid, so it's not like you're taking pills, it takes hours to work. It really will work 20 to 30 minutes after you take it. The other nice thing is you can take it and if you stay up for two hours and don't go to bed, it isn't gonna make you groggy, but when you lay down, you go right to sleep. And so what's really nice about it is it's not a, Narcotic. So when you take a narcotic or an over-the-counter sleep medicine, it makes you like groggy and then you go to sleep and it kind of knocks you out. And people look for that in sleep medicines and this is the complete opposite. It just helps you when you go to sleep, stay asleep. When you wake up, you feel great. You don't even realize it worked. But then you quit taking it and you notice you're not in as good a mood and then you realize it really helps quite a bit. So, And the strong has more valerium in it. So people who are nervous, have anxiety, the valerium really helps calm you. And, you know, valerium doesn't taste very good. And so that's why a lot of people don't take it. We've been able to come up with a recipe that really makes it taste nice. It tastes like herbal tea. Um, You know, it's not a a sweet drink or a pretty drink because it's all herbs. But it's just a nice herbaly tea taste. And you just drink it real quick and 
It's really wonderful. So that's what it is. You mentioned that you are not a great sleeper at one point. And is that really why you created this? Or were you seeing just the fact that our society now is not sleeping? And we know that there's so much research that says sleep is so important to our overall overall well-being. The research is really bubbling up. Uh, No, so for, for me, if you know my life, so I run a candy company, 1,200 employees, 600 products a year. We sell all over the place. I'm on a plane going to Asia, going to Europe, going all over the U.S. I go to California, you know, which is different time zone. I'm in Colorado, and I'm down south, and I'm, I'm moving around all the time. And so for me, my time zone gets screwed up, you know, my, my cycle. And I was taking Xanax uh, when I went overseas to Europe or to uh, Asia to, to sleep. And I didn't realize it was a problem until one of my employees, when I started taking snooze, said, you're not taking sleeping pills anymore. And I was like, well, how did you even know I was taking them? Because every day at four o'clock, I'd be a little bit cranky. I asked my pharmacist actually about it years ago. And he said, there's a hangover from the drug. And that's where that comes from. And I'd be pretty, very cranky for 10 minutes every day. Not a pleasant sight. And I'm like, as a leader, you know, that wasn't the way I want to be perceived and I want, you know, I don't want my employees to ever feel like, you know, I'm being a pain in the butt. So I knew it was a problem. And when I ran into snooze through a friend of mine that was creating it, I said, I'd be a guinea pig and I'd try it, but it helped me so much. Like my last three trips to Asia, I took it on the plane. And when I got there, I didn't have hardly any jet lag. I was able to sleep well. I wasn't cranky or moody. And it's just really made a difference for my life. So that's kind of how I started it. And we were just doing it in a test form. So then we came up with the paper can. It wasn't me. It was uh, my the other founder in Austria who worked as a third employee at Red Bull. And I know him from the chocolate business. So he was the innovation director of chocolate for the largest chocolate company in the world. And we just knew each other. And we were talking about this one night. And that's how we got into it. And so we created the can paper can and all natural ingredients. We got the flavor right. And that's how I got into it. I think the paper can is really interesting. I remember the first time I saw the product at Expo East in last year, uh, in 2019. And I've, you know, I know the beverage industry and I can't recall ever seeing a paper can like that. I would imagine that in and of itself had a lot of, um, a lot of innovation behind it. And there was a lot going there yeah i mean it's challenging because paper is not like a tin can so if you drop it it dents it'll leak if you squeeze it like in your suitcase so there's a lot of challenges but we wanted to create a package that said hey i'm all natural i'm good for this earth like one of the things we want to do is be responsible so we're not trying to be some like all these other products they just want to be everywhere overnight we want to really develop a good, loyal clientele of people that it really changes their life and makes their life better. We want them to be people that you know want to do it the right way. So when it's all natural, it's not synthetic, it's better on your body. And there's so many things out there that are just awful for you. And so like anything, moderation's good. You can take it every night. I take it four nights a week because I don't think you should take it. No matter what it is, you shouldn't be taking it every night. And also learn when I'm not traveling and not busy, I sleep great. Like I'll go two weeks without taking it. But then when I'm working and busy, I take it Sunday and Monday, Wednesday and Thursday for me. 
But I notice on the weekends I don't sleep as well as I take it. And so that, and it's one of the, it's a very interesting product because, well, first of all, if you look for it, it's snooze with three O's. People think it's two O's, so it gets confusing when you're looking for it. But what's really interesting, if you take it for four nights and then you stop, you'll see the difference. If you take it for one night, you don't even know it works. So people say, oh, it didn't work. But they were in a good mood the next day and they don't even realize it, right? And they think it's a drug, so they want it to knock them out and they want to feel groggy in the morning and don't do that. So then they say, well, it didn't work. And it's like, well, if you take it for three or four nights, you'll see. So two nights is the best way. Take two nights to die off and two nights again. So we can, you can get a free sample on our website. You call, if you go on our website, it's four bucks for the crate, but we give you a little crate, two cans, absolutely free, because we believe in the product and want people to try it. And we always recommend to buy two more so you can get four nights. But uh, you know, this product for me has been great. It's been life-changing. So our goal is to slowly build it over time for people who really want to improve their sleep. So. I, I love that you're all about letting people try it to see the effects themselves and that you're not necessarily going to recognize it right away. So you got to give it a chance because, yeah, people are used to either not sleeping or sleeping and having that groggy hangover, and this is completely new in that sense. Well, and there's people that drink bourbon every night or beer every night to sleep or wine, and they say no alcohol two hours before you sleep is usually a good recommendation. And to think about if you really want restorative and regenerative sleep, you've got to get into that REM uh, and deep sleep cycle, and they don't realize when they're taking all these other things it doesn't help them. You know, we hear, we, we hear when we have our booth at the show, you would not believe the amount of stories we get about how people can't sleep, their wife can't sleep, their husband, their kid. And we meet a lot of insomniacs that sleep two hours a night, maybe. And they'll say, oh my God, I slept three hours. Oh, and then I slept four. And for me, it took six months to go from five hours sleep to eight. But now I get between seven and eight hours sleep almost every night. And a lot of it's habit, right? Because... Most people say, oh, I'll sleep when I die, right? Well, you're going to die sooner if you don't sleep. But also, if you only allow four hours or five hours of time to sleep, then that's all you're going to sleep. So I actually had to learn that I'm not going to bed early enough or I'm scheduling my day too early. So I actually have to plan, okay, if I'm going to sleep eight hours, I need to go to bed at 11 or at 12 instead of 2, right? But if you go to bed at 2 and have to be up at 7, I mean, that's the amount of sleep you're going to get. So it's, it's been very interesting, and the, the product helped me get into a cycle where I'm now getting anywhere between six and eight hours. I'm really good about seven, and getting to eight, I tried to on the weekends. You know what? I've lost weight. Yeah. I feel better. I'm not moody. I'm more calm during the day. And you know, when you're managing people and you're in meetings all day, you've got to be on your game, and they expect you to be perfect all day. Well, I wasn't like that when I was traveling and I'd be moody and I'd be a little snappy. And, and who wants to create a, a culture where you don't know the mood of the boss, right? And I have to be in a good mood every day. So, you know, and for like athletes who want to be, are going to be in a marathon or they have to perform in an event, you know, they need to get good sleep. So we find a lot of athletes take the product like before a big run or they're preparing for something uh, or people that have got, you know, they've got a competitive game with their boss playing golf and they want to make sure they sleep well. But it's really interesting the amount of uh, people who are very healthy take our product and just love it and say it just helps them prepare and gives them a little more competitive edge than when they don't sleep well. 
because you know how you get nervous. You got a meeting with the boss, a big customer. You know, like the night before a flight, I have to take strong. I like regular the bus, but if I don't take a strong, I wake up because I'm anxious. You know, I don't want to sleep. I got to catch my plane. And we find that with athletes, they take the strong, get a really good night's sleep, and then the next day it's they're, they're great. And I do it before a board meeting and all those kinds of things. When you think about the growth of the company from when it first started, this idea, to where you are now, what would you say have been, has been one of the biggest wins that let you really realize that this is a product that lots of people need and there is a viable product and a market for this? Well, I think the first thing is when we, um, well, so a couple of things. Let me just kind of walk you from the beginning. When we first got the product, uh, and we had to buy a lot of it because we had a big minute morning to get that cute little can. We had to print a lot of board. Um, we started in Cincinnati, Ohio at a store called Jungle Gyms. And it's a gourmet grocery store with a lot of traffic. It uh, gets a lot of people. And they let us set up a pallet. They let us put a stand to do demos. And we did a ton of demos. And we started talking to consumers. And we were shocked about how many people don't sleep well and do nothing. So if you look at the statistics, uh, nine out of 10 people don't sleep well. And out of that, seven out of the nine don't do anything about it. The, the, the two from the seven to nine are taking the NyQuels, the Xanax, the Ambience, the Melatonin. And so our market is the people that don't do anything about it and because they've always been afraid, right? And so I think the big wins is being able to open there, uh, talk to the customers and really understand kind of what their problems were and what their needs were. And so we validated for six months that the product would sell. So we didn't want to push it out nationwide if people weren't going to buy it once and then never try it again. And so Cincinnati is a tough market, very conservative. Things we heard is, oh, we don't like the taste. It's very herbally because it tastes like herbal tea. You know, in California, New York, they think it's cool. But in where we live, they all want sweet stuff, right? And so we found a lot of the customers um, in the beginning just thought the taste was strange. And as we got more of the people that buy all natural products, plant-based products, they love the taste of it, right? So we had a lot of learnings with trying to understand who our consumer was. But we've done really well. It's still our number one account. They sell tons of our product. And we have a big loyal following. And so the big wins for us were the show. So we did the show in Baltimore to launch the product. And we were shocked about people at the show that had all these sleep issues. Forget their store. But they're just the, the consumer that was there and looking for solutions. So then we landed in um, New York City and Westerly's Market. It was our first New York account. And now we're in probably, what, about 40 some accounts in New York, I guess. And we're, we're now in 200 stores. Two years ago, we were in one, right? So we've really grown nicely. We have a store in LA called Rainbow Acres that was unbelievable for us. And we didn't realize the market out there. They're very much into plant-based products. And the amount of sales that they sell per week is crazy for us. The other big win was Spin Magazine. Uh, they did a big thing on... Uh, the trending brands and, and categories. And we got an award from them because they said sleep was a trending uh, category. We got an award for Nexi uh, from the show. And we also got in men's journal. So those are the things that kind of helped bring credibility to the product in the US. And we got a lot of press in Europe. And in Europe is ahead of us. They started 
about nine months before we did. So those are the things that helped us get started. It seems like you were really tuned into your consumer there in terms of figuring out who they were. You like you kind of dropped a pallet, were right there beside it, seeing who picked it up, who actually liked it, who didn't, because the statistics are staggering when you share them, how many people do not sleep. Oh, but so. even within that, you know it's not it's not everyone who doesn't sleep. That's never the case, right? There's a subsegment of it. So it seems like you were really just tuned into getting really curious. We launched there in May of what are we in 2018. So we demo there every week. And so you see regular people come back. Oh my God, it worked great. Thank you for giving me a sample. But what we have found, we thought it was like this specific market, 35 to 55 year old female who's buying for herself and her husband is busy. No, we found it was 25 to 65 and it was just people that don't sleep, right? And people that were health minded, people doing yoga, people exercising regularly, but still not sleeping well, people that are stressed, people that are traveling. I mean, you name it. The biggest thing we didn't realize was the number one. Um, so in America, everyone thinks drunk driving is the big fatality on the highway. More people have fatal accidents from sleep, falling asleep from, you know, from uh, sleep fatigue on the road than alcohol. And uh, so for us, you know, it's crazy. But like people who work third shift, doctors, emergency rooms, nurses, uh, police officers, people that have weird shifts, airplane. Like we have a lot of pilots that say, oh, my God, it's been great. Stewardess is the same thing because they, they're on, they're off. They're on, they're off, and they work different shifts. Those people all are like, I don't sleep, you know. And so for them, it's giving them a solution that's healthy for them. You know, it's all natural. And we find a lot of those consumers when we were working in the stores that we didn't even realize, you know. And then there's a foundation called the uh, you know, National Sleep Foundation. If you look on their website, there's all kinds of stuff about all these statistics. And they're now just making sleep more more of a priority and people are becoming more aware that like during the crisis right now for the Corona crisis, your immune system needs to stay strong, right? Well, if you get good sleep, it improves your immune system, right? And so people who don't sleep well and don't manage their sleep really are now starting to think about it. And so like we've offered here in Cincinnati to the doctors and nurses at the hospitals, free snooze if they need it during the crisis as things are going to ramp up and they're working more and sleeping less, we're going to provide it as a donation to them because a lot of these people are working so hard in these hospitals and they're not going to get the sleep that they need. But sleep is critical. And as you look into it, uh, you know, if you were, if you think about it, if you're a first responder, you know, and you're not on your game, if you're a doctor, you're not on your game, you're a pilot, you know, you're, you're a corporate leader, you're a boss, all these people have to be at the top of their game. How can you do that every day if you're and they're not sleeping, right? And the thing that's crazy is suicide. They say people with insomnia end up killing themselves because if you don't sleep, it creates all these issues. So when you read about on the Sleep Foundation, they have some articles or some books we've read, but a big part of suicide is for people that don't sleep. And so um, if you don't sleep, you should do something about it so you don't get to the point where you kill yourself, right? And depression is caused a lot by not sleeping, you know? So there's just so many things they figured out over time that sleep is so important. And so for me, 
you know, I wasn't being selfish. It was the opposite. I just wanted people to see the transition I made in my life and say, if I could help other people do that is really kind of why I did this. Cause it's a little crazy. I'm busy. I don't have time. And to start a startup, I thought it would be easy. I forgot what it was like when I started my other company with a thousand bucks. It's a lot of hard work. And so it's a lot of blocking and tackling and, and being smart and talking to consumers and educating them because the people who buy it once like, Oh, it didn't work. Well, they didn't even know it worked because it did not come out, right? But if they, if you tell them try it two nights or four nights, then they love it, right? And so, how do we communicate that on the can? It's difficult, right? So we're having to, you know, do a really nice job of just talking to consumers. Yeah, so we've done one in a ton of stores. So I mean, we do it all the time. Like even in New York, the the big chain we're in, Balducci's Kings, we've been to their stores three times, you know, to talk to consumers in every single store. And so it really does help to get out and talk to the consumers. I uh, love that you guys are giving back. Thank you for uh, giving back to the oh, first responders and everyone who needs it right now. Um, it's definitely needed. And it's going to be in our city. It's not a crisis yet, but it's coming. Yeah. So we know my friends in the emergency room, it's going to, it's going to be awful. You know, we don't want them to get sick. So if they sleep well, right, if they run down and get themselves run down, they're going to get sick. So they got to be careful. Right. I mean, you mentioned obviously starting a startup is, you know, not the easiest thing out there. Um, now that you guys are a couple years in to this right now, what are some of the challenges that you're currently facing with Snooze? The biggest challenge is you have to make a certain amount and you got to sell that amount before it expires, right? And so when you start at zero, you know, you got to build up from the ground up. So I think the biggest challenge is we have to buy a pretty large sum of cans every um, order, and we want to make sure we're moving those out before they expire. And in each order, of course, it's been less and less because we're selling a lot more. But that's a challenge. You know, getting into big retail, you want to be in big retail to get distribution, but you also have to guarantee the sales, and if they don't move the product, they send it back. So that doesn't make sense when the brand is in its growing stages to be in those big retailers. So how do you get in more locations to make it easier for people to buy it, but also be profitable so the brand has life to it, right? Because you know, like me, my biggest fear is the brand goes away. What am I going to do? I take it four nights a week. So I'm not about to let it fail. <laughs> but it's, a, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, when you're small, you've, you've got to continue to grow. And so I think the challenge is demoing, you know, with a limited team, you can only demo so much. How do we communicate with consumers better? So we're working really hard on updating our websites with videos, getting our Amazon store with videos on it, trying to use social media better. It's not been our focus. Our focus has been gourmet grocery and uh, health food stores. So now with the coronavirus, and we can't demo, right? We can't go see our customers. We're shifting our energy on how do we communicate better uh, virtually. And so that's what we're working with. Those are challenges. And you know, like anything, you want to do everything and you can only do so much. And uh, cash is king in any new business, right? Cash flow and managing your customers, making sure you're getting paid. And then for us, it's the consumer. Like we want to do more consumer shows, go out and talk to consumers. And it's frustrating to us because you need time to do that. And you need, oh, you also got to make money to pay the bills, right? And so there's a balancing act. Those are some of the challenges. But I think the media has been the hardest for us. 
because the media says, well, we don't want to write about you unless you have a social presence and unless you have this, unless you have that. But it's like, don't you want to write about what's good for your, what's good for your followers and consumers? And they don't always want to, everyone wants to be a fast follower and sleep is a boring topic, right? Because everyone wants to get relaxed. They want to have fun. So, you know, you'll spend five fifty for a Starbucks, right? Why wouldn't you spend $3 to sleep well? And a lot of people say, no, I'm not worried about sleep. I just want to get my day going. And so it's just, it's changing the discussion. And like we went to the sleep show, where was that? In Texas. And we were surprised. They did this big convention and all these companies and they didn't have a very good attendance. You know, people, we thought it would be packed with people wanting to know how to sleep. And they had all these great speakers that came in from Harvard and all these universities, all these experts. And it wasn't that well attended. And so what it taught us is we're a little ahead of the curve right now, that the market is coming. There are people who are realizing they got to do more. So we just got to be patient. So, you know, those are challenges. And, uh, but I'm excited. I think 10 years from now, there'll be a very different discussion as long as we keep selling and, you know, keep reinvesting. And, you know, I make money through my other business. I just don't want to, I want to make sure this business can hold its own and grow properly. And then the other thing we worry about is knockoffs, people that are going to use the same ingredients, but not the same quantity, right? And try to knock us off to make money versus doing what's right to help people have a proper uh, healthy sleep experience. And so our goal is to stay focused on you know, making people happy through better sleep. And our purpose, you know, is pretty clear it is we want to help improve sleep in people's lives. I mean, you know, if we can create sleep, it'll make people healthier and better. And so that's why we're donating some right now. And I think, you know, give us enough time, we'll get there. We're in year two, just starting year three in May. And I think, you know, three years from now, it'll be different in 10 years. We hope that it will be everywhere. Well, it's one of those things that takes a long time to change. It goes from this category 10 years ago, the category didn't really exist other than prescription. Product in America is equal, right? Is equal if you learn what it is. It's a byproduct of another, um, it, it's an after effect of what it's really meant for. And, but it's still number one in America. People love it, right? And so I think that, you know, it's a great product. It, it's, it helps people sleep. But if you look at us, like, you know, it's a complete opposite. It's people who want healthy solutions. Look at all the people who are going vegan or are going, you know, all natural, organic. It's this, in America, it's starting to change. So like in Europe, it's a much, they're much more educated towards the importance of it. Here, it's, it's beginning. And like in California, we sell like crazy. You know, like we couldn't believe it. We had our first store, um, Rainbow Acres, and we didn't do any demos, and we were up to 72 cans a week. And we're like, how? But that was, that's the community, right? But we're uh, currently, we're in Amazon Prime, or Amazon, we have our own website. We're in about 200 stores, uh, focusing on New York, Chicago, LA, and then Cincinnati is where you can find our product. And uh, we get a ton of people buy it online. People go online once they find out about this product if they can't get it locally uh, it's definitely something worth ordering online for sure up though if you take it regularly and it'll take a few days to get it you want it now so getting it in the store when you really need it um i think is, is super important and the thing is like i stock it at home so i have it ready a lot of people don't do that right and so you know but we'll we'll get there 
I mean, I'm excited because the retail business, we're getting a consistent reorder. So we had to validate and we assess challenges is, are people gonna buy it and reorder it, right? So if you get into a retail store, if it doesn't sell, they quit carrying it. So the good news is we see reorders from retailers every month or two. And we got into the two biggest distributors, which is, you know, Kehi and Unify. And uh, we've been opening more and more areas and we're seeing the constant repeat business. So that to us says the, the consumers are responding and it's working. We just gotta just keep blocking and tackling and be smart. And because uh, if you're, if you love the product, we don't want it to go away. And we have a responsibility to our loyal uh, consumers that love the product that, that we are a responsible company that will be here for you know a long time. So. For anyone who's listening right now who is at the very beginning stages, you know, year one of their food company, what advice would you give to them about being able to grow a sustainable food business or beverage business? I will tell you as an entrepreneur, I started with $1,000 when I was 15 and been bankrupt once and all good entrepreneurs go bankrupt at least once, if not more. Uh, cash is king, cash flow. And I didn't understand cash flow until I went bankrupt. And I went bankrupt when I was making money and doing well. And I was forced into bankruptcy because somebody bounced a $200,000 check. And, you know, it was just created havoc and a vendor forces in bankruptcy. I got out of it quick, but in that process, I really understood what cash flow was. And I think most people in business are like, let's go sell, let's get in Target, let's get in Walmart, let's get in Whole Foods, you know, let's just go sell, sell, sell. And they get all, and they just commit to all these things and then they run out of cash and then they go out of business, right? And so I think it's understanding cash, being slow and steady, you know, nothing great, nothing amazing. If you look at good movie stars and successful people in business, it was a long, steady, turbulent growth, right? And that's how you have a sustainable life. And I think if it's if you go up quick, you go down quick. So it's more about slow, steady, blocking and tackling, learning your consumer, knowing what your consumer wants, doing the right thing for your consumer, constantly educating them to improve whatever the product is you're after and get that get that systemic growth through having loyal people that you're doing the right thing. You know how when you buy a product, you love it and someone buys that company and now it tastes like crap. It's like, why did you buy it? You know, well, they bought it to make money not to do what it's meant to do. And our product is really to help you sleep better. So why would we take out ingredients, cheapen the ingredients? So if you look at a pill, our pill would be about that big because of the amount of ingredient. But pill companies can only make a pill at the size of the machine. So they only put the amount of ingredients that can fit in the size of that pill. And you're not going to take eight or 10 pills, right? So you can get a pack of sleeping pills, 50 for eight bucks, but they don't work, right? And so it's being responsible. And I would say to anyone, if you make a product that's going to be a functional beverage, there's a reason you, you made the recipe that way. Don't change it. Charge a little more. Don't cheapen it. And make sure it continue has the effect that you made it for. Because if you process things differently, buy different ingredients, it'll make the product worse. So that would be my advice. And there's no fast way. And invest in time to learn your consumer and not fool yourself, right? I mean, you go into Walmart or a Target or a Rite Aid or a CVS, they sell everybody, right? And they expect a certain turn. So don't go into those stores 
until you can afford to be there. I would say, don't give credit if you can't afford to lose it. So if you can't afford the credit, don't go in that store. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's really good advice for everyone because it's, you know, really easy to want to chase the biggest accounts, the most distribution. And it comes back to what you said, you know, cash is king. You got to make sure that you can manage that or you can't fulfill those orders or you can't buy the next, you know, batch of ingredients or a batch of cans or whatever it may be. And all for what to say you're in Walmart. Yeah, like a Whole Foods said, okay, I'll put you in LA. You're like, well, I want to be in all stores. Go in LA. Like, try it. If you're, or, you know, a Kroger or a Target wants to test you in a region, that's a good thing for you because if you can, like I said, if you can't afford the write off, don't give them the credit. And I think that really helps people because I coach people a lot of start new businesses and they just want to sell everyone. I'm like, can you afford to write off 10000 or don't No. Well, then why are you selling them? Like, because if they don't pay the bill, you're out of business, right? And so it's hard to start a beverage business because the big guys own the space. But the reason they own the space is they make money for the retailer, right? And that's what the consumers are buying. So you got to create your demand before you earn space in those places. Like, I would love to be on the front end of all these great stores, right? We'd sell. But we're at Jungle Gyms on the front end because they develop brands that's what that store does and we have what six locations in the store and we're doing amazing there now how do we replicate that over a chain store it's impossible right so we'll get there i believe you know we'll where we sell better which is crazy is we sell better in the functional beverage space than in the sleep space is people who buy sleeping pills melatonin and all this stuff they want to be knocked out they're not our customer it's the person functional beverage saying, Ooh, I like this because it does this and uh, I need to sleep. And those people actually love our product. And so we don't, we're not big enough though to get in those spaces. And so we have to fight to get them right. And, and slowly, but surely we're making good progress. And just final question I have for you. What does snooze pair perfectly with? <laughs> so Wes is sitting next to me. He'll tell you the snoozy. <laughs> so it's an interesting story, but my doctor, when I got my last sinus infection, she's like, isn't a Jackson Hole skiing? She's like, I'm not giving you antibiotics. She says, take a hot toddy and take two a day until it's gone. And it took six or eight days, but it actually, it worked. It was slower than an antibiotic. Um, so we kind of laughed about it. So we tried... Uh, a snoozy, which is what's the ingredients again? Mint julep. Yeah, so it's like a mint. So he has his, I have mine. But it's like a mint julep, but instead of water, you put in snooze. And so you put in a little bit of mints, you put in some bourbon, and you put in some sugar. Is that correct? For the mint julep. For mine, it's lemon, it's honey, it's bourbon, and it's a snooze uh, instead of water. And you heat it up. But you really shouldn't have the liquor before you go to bed. So to pair it with something, we have a, a lady that we, one of our chiropractors that she gives the product to her customers and now she sells it, but she still gives away, I think more than she sells because she's always giving it away. She says she drinks it Saturday afternoon, the regular, half a glass, uh, to calm her down as she's kind of a log wire to pay her bills. Um, and then she has a full glass of snooze at night when her husband's having a bourbon. So she puts it in a wine glass and she just has a plain, but you know, some people will put different fruits in it. Some people will mix it with uh, a seltzer or something or 
you know, a tonic or it just depends on you. But if we mix it, we like doing it with bourbon. But we're in Kentucky. That's the big thing here. <laughs> you know, Red Bull, uh, if you know the story of Red Bull, it was designed as an energy drink for athletes. And the whole vodka Red Bull was a, a fluke um, from a, an area in Austria in a bar zone where the uh, owner, like long hair, I heard the roster about this long hair guy came into them. They're like, go away. Like, we don't want to deal with you. And he was keeping the uh, people at the bar at four or five in the morning. And so they started doing Red Bull and vodka. And that's how Red Bull and vodka got started worldwide. You know, it's, it was an energy drink. All these NBA people developed it and they were like, no, we don't do liquor. And so, you know, but, you know, in Kentucky, we're very proud here. Bourbon is the drink of choice in the, in the, in the, uh, the mint julep. So, uh, you know, Wes likes the, he calls it the snoozy and I call mine, my, 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 uh, um, the mint, the mint, what's mine? Hottie, the hottie toddy. I call it the, the snoozy toddy. So, but it's, you know, when you're feeling crappy, it's worth it. You know, the doctor says the bourbon kills everything. <laughs> Can you believe my doctor actually told me that? <laughs> I was like, Doctor's orders right there. <laughs> you don't need anything but lemon, tea, lemon, honey, tea, some bourbon, hot water, and go to bed and your body will fight it off. <laughs> but, you know, it would be fun to hear our consumers what they mix it with. Um, I just drink it and go to bed. Thanks so much for everything, Rick. Thanks for sharing all this great information. And for everyone who wants to go check out Snooze, go check them out. It's Snooze with three O's. The Food Founders Podcast is brought to you by the Fab Growth Academy, the online hub for driven food and beverage business owners that want to get on more shelves, get into more homes, and really grow their food business. Inside the Fab Growth Academy, Fab standing for food and beverage, you'll have unlimited access to tools, resources, and training from myself and my food friends. So if you know you have a great product, let's work on building the business side of things so that more people can enjoy it and you can make the impact I know you want to make with your business. The Fab Growth Academy is now open. So hop on over to growmyfoodbrand.com to join me and your fellow food founders inside the Fab Growth Academy. I cannot wait to see you in there and help you grow your business.